from the new recording lair located deep beneath the Wine and Spirit Store in Ephrata, Pennsylvania. You're listening to the Masonic Light Podcast. Studio 665 presents Masonic Light Podcast. This show is recorded by Masons, for Masons, and is for entertainment purposes only. And please, no wagering. This podcast is not endorsed by any Grand Lodge, and the ridiculous ramblings of the hosts are their own. And now, here's your host. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 66. And 66? 66. And we are not coming to you live from the Wine and Spirit store or beneath it. We're coming to you from the Valley of Reading, the Reading Consistory. A-A-S-R-S. Hello, Valley of Reading. Ancient and accepted Scottish rite of Saskatchewan. Yes. There we go. So, yeah, we're here for holiday happenings. Uh, we were invited once again by uh, Brother Scott Helm, who did the electricity for our, our studio, so we're kind of obligated at least for one more year to keep showing up. <laughs> My question is, why is Santa Claus laying on the floor? Um, well, they're getting the AED out now. <laughs> I'm concerned that every year I've been here, it's, uh, the, it's a different Santa. Yeah, it is. I've noticed that. There's no job security here at the Valley. No, it's a tough place to work for. <laughs> so we have um, joining us today. So I'm 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 Pete Ruggieri. Um, to my left is Larry Maris. I'm Larry Maris. I'm here filling in for Jack Harley. Jeff Moyer. Jeffrey Moyer. Yes. The Deer Slayer. The Deer Slayer. And Jason Lewis. So we're all sitting here. Uh, Jeff, we know what you've been up to. You were deer hunting because because you brought us a deer, or yes, deer I jerky. Did. Yes. Yes. I, I spent three weeks hunting this past year, best hunting season ever. I got a deer the last Friday of archery season, which you guys are enjoying this evening. And in rifle season, my uncle got a, a small seven point. So we had three hunters this year. We got two buck. That's that's pretty good percentage. Excellent. And then in between that, I was sick and I had Masonic stuff. So it's nice to have a slow December. Larry, have you uh, killed anything lately? Have you run over anybody in a crosswalk? Uh, no, no, I have. No, I have not. No, no. Okay. No. So you've got but your been busy masonically, though. You've got your anger issues under control. So yeah, we'll, we'll start with you since you're on my left today. So okay. uh, what, okay. have, um, what have you been up to masonically the past well, couple started, of weeks? We started with the uh, goose and gridiron Thursday. I did something masonically on Friday evening, but you know what? The touch of dementia, I'm kind of forgetting what it was. Then on Saturday, I went to the Grand Lodge Convocation in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. Convocation. I call it convocation. They a quarterly. call it a quarterly meeting, and a quarterly meeting sounds so dull. Convocation just has so much more oomph to it. So I went to that, went had a beautiful luncheon after that, and then I, I did something Saturday. Talk to the microphone, Larry, not me. Saturday night. What the heck did I do Saturday night? Well, and we're here today. So it's been a, it's been like a three, four day uh, Masonic weekend. So Jeff, you were sucked into this whole Masonic weekend. What, what did you do? I'll, I'll go in reverse order. So I was at the Grand Lodge quarterly communication yesterday. <clears throat> Uh, let's see. Thursday was Goose and Gridiron. And then last Tuesday, I was at uh, Lamberton Lodge's stated meeting and witnessed the uh, installation of Brother Larry Hudson, the first man of color ever to serve Lamberton Lodge number 476. Did I get that number right? You did. And uh, who was his first line signer? I think I'm that thinking, was 
Was that Pete Ruggieri? That Pete was Ruggieri. me. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And that's that's it Masonically for the last three, two to three or four weeks with deer hunting in between and Thanksgiving. Jason, you've been keeping busy. Yeah, pretty much been doing about the same. I uh, was at the uh, the Grand Lodge Quarterly Convocation. Oh, jeez. <laughs> no, the Grand Lodge Quarterly Communication. Uh, stated meeting for Lamberton and watched uh, Larry B. Hudson, who's been on the show, get installed as master. And uh, Lodge 43, no, I take that back, uh, helped Lamberton out with an extra meeting. And uh, I think that is really the highlights of what I've done. Yeah, I'm not sure what I've done Masonically. I've been uh, focusing on the Santa Stumble, which was yesterday after the um, the quarterly. We had about 5,000 drunk people. It was fun. We ra- I hear it was fun. I volunteered from 4 in the afternoon until 8 at night, and then I left. Um, but we raised like $42,000, $43,000 for the police department. So it was a success, and... I was there. For st- the horses and dogs, by the way. I yes. stumbled. Yeah. That was a good time. Jason's was out a little bit late. Yeah, but that's okay. He's depressed about it. <laughs> All right, so we're, we're here at Holiday Happenings, and we're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back with some exciting guests. Well, Scott Helm. And we'll be right back. <laughs> So still here at the quarterly, and I've actually stumbled upon an actual listener of the podcast. Why don't you tell us your name and um, what you do in your lodge, and uh, how did you accidentally find the Masonic Light Podcast? Uh, my name is Don Poleskin with Carlisle Lodge, number 260. Um, senior Master of Ceremonies, going into, I guess, Senior Deacon next year. So um, I actually found it. Someone brought it up at one of the events that we had at our lodge, I forget which lodge of research or something, in June. Someone had announced it there, uh, <laughs> trying to get the right worship grandmaster to come. Oh, they love you, Larry. <laughs> so that got me looking at it. He said it was lighthearted, and it was. I listened to a couple episodes, so it was nice and lighthearted. It wasn't the traditional stuff that you hear and stuff, and it was kind of a nice twist. So, and then we, Well, we're glad you enjoy it. And we're back. We have a guest with us this evening, Brother Rick Storms, the president of the Irish Scottish Hiram Scottish, Scottish Rite Riders. So, Pete, now that you know his name, I'll let you interview him because you're, you're much better at this than I am. But president of the uh, Hiram Scottish Riders. Mr. President, thank you for joining us. <laughs> Pleasure to be here. Um, so what do you, you guys have a table set up tonight. Uh, what are, you, are you just explaining? What are you guys doing? So tonight, uh, well, we every night... Uh, Throughout the two weekends, we do temporary tattoos for the kids, and uh, so we just try to get a variety of different ones, everything from Christmas-related to, you know, to Minions to all that, and just let the kids pick. We have lollipops and candy and stuff like that, and then we usually have a couple of bikes here that we have on display, um, and the kids can sit on the bikes if they want to and get an idea of what it's like to be on a motorcycle. Very cool. So can you give us, like, the 30-second uh, elevator pitch, what they call it? Uh, tell us a little bit, little bit about the uh, Hiram Scottish Riders. And 
So Hiram Scottish Riders, I mean, it's just a, a bunch of like-minded guys, really. Uh, you know, obviously our interest revolves around motorcycling and travel, so we do a lot of traveling. We've done Sturgis runs, and we went down to, to Pigeon Forge, Tennessee, Tail of the Dragon in September. Um, so, and then, you know, our main focus is for raising funds is for the Children's Dyslexia Center here uh, attached to the Scottish Rite Cathedral. So we do our best. We have a couple of events each year. We have an Irish Wake. Uh, this one's coming up next one on March the 9th uh, of 2019. So Saturday, March 9th, we'll have that downstairs. And we usually have about 175 to 200 people for that. And we can usually raise, you know, somewhere between four and $6,000 for the Learning Center just through that event. So it's a pretty good time. So um, how long do you guys, you know, it's cold now, so there's no more rides. What, uh, that's to be debated, really. It varies from guy to guy, really. But some of the guys do ride uh, year-round. Um, and, you know, we do have our fair-weather riders also. So, you know, I would say that, that we're not completely, uh, you know, hibernating in the wintertime, but we do slow down, that's for sure. Now, how how... how how many chapters or how, how wide does that go? Uh, it's really just in the area. There, there is a, a small gathering of guys in Allentown that still operate under Hiram Scottish Riders. And then uh, there was also one in Lancaster. But pretty much the, the main focus is That's this now. That's Lancaster, not Lancaster. Ah, sorry. Okay, so <laughs> it's going to a Yankee here. So, you so know, it's, it's, not, differently. it's not all the way across <laughs> the northern jurisdiction. No, it's, it's not. Um, it's not like if you went to, on the Blue Lodge side, you would have like the what they call the Widow Sons and things like that. That's actually a worldwide organization. Uh, this is basically based here in, in Reading. Oh, okay. That's, I wasn't aware of that. Yeah. A lot of the guys that are members of that are also members of, like, the Rajah Shrine, uh, you know, Noble Riders there, and also the Widow Sons and things. And we do a lot of joint events together. And do you get, a, uh, do you get a, like, a, a pledge name or a, uh, uh, like, you, like the other groups? Uh, you do uh, You do get a road name. Uh, that has okay. to be earned, so some guys get it faster than others, but um, you do get a road name. And what would your road name be? Well, my last name's Storm, so I, I, my road name's Thunder. So, uh, oh, you, know, oh. I, you know, it could have been a little bit more. Or, uh, you know, original, yeah, or original, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I once let they, I, I, some of the guys call me Lowe's because I once let a ride and we made a wrong turn and we all had to turn around in the Lowe's parking lot and that took a while. So there's kind of an inside joke where some guys call me Lowe's, but you know, Thunder and Lowe's, yeah. Thunder and Lowe's. <laughs> <laughs> so so. The, um, the the Irish Wake is coming up in March. Um, is that going to be, I guess probably not here because it's going to be, it sounds like there's alcohol involved. Well, there is, um, there are adult beverages involved and it is here. It is, it is downstairs. Oh. Um, and it's, it's a pretty good time. You know, we have a DJ and things like that, but we also have guys, uh, the bagpipes and everything. We do like a whole funeral procession in the beginning where we come in and we're carrying the casket on our shoulders. And, you know, we're, we're celebrating the passing of Old Man Winter as a motorcycle club, you know, so we can get back out well, on the road. Well, you know, brother Andrew Sterling, I think he's a member of the Valley of Harrisburg. He he does um, funerals for that, that motorcycle that is a hearse. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, I don't know. We could probably <laughs> make, make a phone call and maybe get him here. Right, right. Get out ever expanding so yeah it's a it's a pretty good time um and uh, like i said we've been doing it probably for i don't know seven or eight years and it keeps growing every year so last year we we just kept to the verge of selling out so hopefully we'll have that same problem this year jason you look like you're getting ready to talk oh you're just i'm just listening <laughs> you were just out late and uh, that was just, you're just choking something back okay uh. <laughs> too much deer jerky yeah too yeah. much deer jerky yeah 
Uh, have you? Would you like some deer jerky? Uh, I would actually try some deer jerky. Yeah, this sure. is uh, from uh, from Brother Jeff's uh, deer. Okay. Uh, what somebody said it was eating the salt lick when you shot him, so it's it's pretty well seasoned. That's it's a lot that's better. A, uh, that's a vicious rumor started by jealous people. Yeah, I once once went to my wife's cousin's house and he had fresh squirrel jerky, which I did not try that day. Actually, uh, I must say so. Your jerky sounds much more appetizing to me. The most worked of hunting, we made dove and dumplings once. You don't realize how many dove you have to shoot to make dove and dumplings. Yeah, not too much meat on a dove. Yeah, no. All right. Larry, are you awake? Are you going to have any questions here for, uh, no, for, no, for no Thunder Lowe's? No. no, so Rick, it, 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 it's my understanding Victor's going to do another 48 state or so, four, yep, 49 that, states. That's been discussed. Um, you know, at one time, I guess it was by five or six of them. I know Sam and uh, Tommy Gammon and uh, Vic all went around. They did basically a 48 state run uh, and they visited all the learning centers in the various states and things like that. They were gone for a whole month. Um, and there is a talk about that happening. I'm not sure it's going to happen 2019. I think it's probably more of a 2020 ride, but well, by that time, Pete will have a motorcycle. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure. I, I did own a Vespa one time. Yeah. And it is a it is a pretty good clip. A um, Vespa. It's about 13, 14,000 miles. Wow. I have enough high-risk activities in my life that I don't need to add a motorcycle to the mix. Yeah, but I'm thinking you can take Larry along and then lose him along if, the way. If I could use my Vespa, yeah, I'd do that. If I could put Larry in a sidecar, then it would be absolutely hilarious. <laughs> you could probably leave him at a at a Grand Lodge convocation somewhere along somewhere the way. Somewhere along. <laughs> 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 um, yep, yep. Well, I appreciate it. Thank you for coming on. Um, Not a problem, gentlemen. We're going to try and... Uh, if you see anybody else interesting or uninteresting, we'll try to we'll make fun oh, of them. We, we have a potential Sounds guest. Right. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks. Thank you. Uh -oh. Thanks, Rick. Oh, uh, we got Mr. Lopes. <laughs> the Prince of Peace. <laughs> Do we have to call him Prince? Sovereign Prince. Sovereign Prince. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we'd we, like to introduce the Sovereign Prince. We of, know him as Ernie. <laughs> <laughs> Would you let him finish? Larry? Yeah. Okay, sure. He's too busy giggling. He can't talk. <laughs> Good evening, Ernie. Good evening. How are you guys tonight? Wonderful. Tell us a little bit about holiday happenings. Uh, you've been doing this for, you've been doing this for 21 years. You said. No. No. Not 21 years myself. No. Uh, holiday happenings has been happening for about 21, 22 years. So uh, each year we try to expand on it. Um, about four years ago, we started putting activities downstairs in our banquet room, and from there, it's it's every year we try to grow on it, improve upon it. After the holiday happenings this year, we'll have a meeting and see what what went well and what needs to be improved on, and what are some different acts and that we can bring in. Well, you had a new event last night, didn't you? Yes. Uh, last night, I wanted to try to do something different than the other um, concerts that we've had in the past. And we brought in the Caribbean Rhythm Steel Band from uh, Easton. They're from the United Methodist Church up there. And we happened to see them at a nursing home nearby. They were doing an event there, and uh, they were really wonderful talent very talented bunch 
So we booked them, and they had a great time last night. So the crowd was very pleased with them. Uh, I think it was a total of 14 members in the band. Uh, they have all the steel drums, the bass drums, the tenors, and uh, all set up. And uh, they bring them in a trailer and come down and set them up. And it's amazing the different types of songs that they've done. You mm -hmm. know, I was waiting for them to do Beethoven. You know? <laughs> so you, you had a big crowd last night. Last night we did. Um, our total last night was 1,244 people that came through the door, which on average we average around six or seven hundred on a Saturday night. So, so for the out of towners, um, basically holiday happenings is a two weekends. Yes, two and it's weekends. completely free for anybody that wants to come in. Right for the first and second uh, weekend of December. Uh, it would be from 5 to 8 o'clock each Saturday and Sunday for those two weekends. And everything is free. The activities, we have uh, Santa here. We have um, a clown making balloons for the kids. Uh, we have cookies from the Ladies Auxiliary from the SRVC. We have the train club. We help them start setting up uh, September the 29th. They take a long time to set up all the platforms and make sure all the trains are computerized. They're switching over from manual to computerized uh, controls. And uh, we have the Lego guy who comes in. We have him in a banquet room downstairs and he has like over three million pieces of Lego that he puts out on displays. Yeah, I know when I, we were up here in October for rehearsal, they were already setting up the rooms for the trains and so forth. So. Yes, because September's before October, Larry. That's, uh, <laughs> Isn't that what I said? Yeah. <laughs> what, Larry, what kind of rehearsal was that? Was that for a play or a degree a play, or, yeah, a, play or here, a convocation? A play here at the Scottish Rite. It was not a convocation. That was not a convocation, Jeff. I just, I just want to stand corrected. Actually, Jeff, it was degree work. At, who was the degree master? <laughs> who was the degree master, Larry? Who was the degree master? Jason Lewis, wasn't he? Oh, no, no, he's in Harrisburg. <laughs> it was you, but you didn't have a voice. Yeah. So you, oh, one night. Yeah. 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 You stood in the back of the curtains on the side of the stage going like this, you know, like we understood sign language. So <laughs> There's only one sign we understand. It's that one. So, Ernie, um, tell yes. us a little bit about your year as Sovereign Prince. It's been very interesting, I'll tell you. It's... Um, I prayed a lot, <laughs> made many a phone calls. Uh, it's been very interesting, different, took me out of my realm of uh, different things, but it's been really neat. I, I wouldn't have changed a thing. It's, it's very rewarding, and the support that I get from my Sovereign Prince line is incredible. Um, they have been very supportive and uh, been right there you, you guys, just before I've, I've had a nervous breakdown. So, so I'm going to throw a little gas in the fire. You guys are almost as good as the Rose Croy line. <laughs> That's been said. <laughs> We're picking up steam. So. If you could just get rid of Scott Helms, you'd be right up there. Well, that would be an interesting year in two years. So. <laughs> oh, he's already practicing his acceptance speech. Now, Ernie, you have another 
uh, position here. Are you in charge of roving? What What is it that you do behind stage? Yes, I am the director of wardrobe here at the Valley of Reading. And um, each year we try to improve on this a, a new degree that's coming up that hasn't been shown in many years, like five or six years. We try to reconstruct that whole degree. Uh, we have a wonderful seamstress, uh, Janice Cocker, who's been working with me for the last four years. And uh, we'll get the uh, degree, find out from what era uh, it's from, and then start making um, costumes for them. Uh, when I took over, a lot of the costumes were a medium or uh, half a large sizes. So we're trying to make larger sizes, 2Xs and uh, some 3Xs, you know, in certain sizes. And I'll tell you, the, the guys have been really happy with that. So it's not like squeezing sausage anymore. <laughs> so. <laughs> so speak, so... On display above our heads are some beautiful old costumes. Do you know the history of those for a little bit? Uh, those are ones that we purged from uh, our our from our wardrobe. We were going through and getting rid of a lot of uh, costumes that we had from like the 1930s and 40s, and these were four that were in great shape, and we wanted to put them in on display uh, just to show the history of the wardrobe. The, Department and the history of the valley. Uh, so we were able to preserve those. We, they look really nice up there. So, But a lot of things, they were shredded, um, stained. So we had to discard a lot of different things. So, Yeah, they're definitely beautiful. And I guess that's a, that'd be a, a Masonic. They don't make masons that big anymore. So yeah, that would be a sub-small up there. Yeah, sub-small. And if you were to purchase that today, it would be well over $1,000 per costume. Oh, I bet. Wow. Well, thank you for coming over and, and visiting with us today. Well, um, thank you for having me. You're and, welcome uh, to have a complimentary piece of uh, jerky, deer jerky. Or, or bologna. Uh, great. Um, that is from, uh, from a lucky deer. <laughs> 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 I've heard it's a good season, so thank right. you so much for having me. You're welcome. Let's it. take a quick break. Yeah, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll come back with more holiday happenings. Why choose George J. Grove & Sons for your next home improvement project? At George J. Grove & Sons, we've built our reputation on quality and trust for more than 50 years. For planning, to materials, to installation, George J. Grove promises a home improvement experience second to none. Whether your goal is reducing energy costs, decreasing maintenance, updating curb appeal, or simply increasing the value of your home, the George J. Grove team will recommend and provide solutions that stand the test of time. Call 717-393-0859 for an estimate or visit us at georgejgrove.com. And 
And we're back. So before we talk to Scott Helm, we certainly want to say thank you to some of our uh, great sponsors. We have the historic Smith & Inn and Weathered Vineyards uh, that also serve DNS cigars in Effort of Pennsylvania. Uh, you may have even heard their advertisement on the show. Uh, also to George J. Grove and Son. And uh, I'm drawing a blank. Who else do we have? Help. Um, oh, last but not least. Well, at the end of the show, we'll... we'll, we'll Drum roll. Well, I know what we're getting a new one. Somebody promised us some advertising next year, but we'll keep that that under wraps for now. Nice. Well, we certainly want to thank those that make the show happen. And uh, also, if you've uh, listened to the show or seen our website, you know that we have a new Patreon, right? So we have uh, patreon.com slash... The Sonic Light. Yeah, and you can be a, um, a a recurring sponsor. So you can it can either um, you can either do one dollar a month, five dollars a month, or if you want to be a Master Mason level producer, thirteen dollars a month, and then you get all kinds of special benefits that we haven't thought of yet. That we're going to send you stuff if we ever figure it out. Well, as most of our listeners know, we we built a studio in the basement of Effort Lodge number six hundred sixty-five. And the electric work and the outlets and the lights and all that was provided by none other than Brother Scott Helm. Helm. And what is what are Past your Master, Worshipful Master, and about twenty other titles. And what is your current role here in the Valley of Reading? Uh, I am junior warden for the Sovereign Prince line, the better line than them holy roller line, whatever it is. I am president you, you of mean the, the Rose Croy line. Is that what they are? Yeah. Rosie, Rose, yeah. Rosie, yeah. girl, JK, girl line. <laughs> uh, I am president of the SRVC. What's uh, that? Yeah. Uh, Scottish Rite Volunteer Committee. So everything you see behind me that was put on, we're kind of the head of that. Uh, within, uh, We work together with the Sovereign Prince line and produce all this. And what else? Uh Director of property. So during reunions, I put everything on stage, pull everything off stage. I'm here at all the freaking rehearsals, putting <laughs> marks down. That sounds so exciting. You sound thrilled about that. Yeah. Um, and, where, and how far away do you live? I'm only about 30 minutes from here. Oh, okay. That's okay. Yeah. okay. Um, somehow I, I magically moved myself exactly halfway between my Blue Lodge and the Valley of Reading. So. Well, speaking of your Blue Lodge and your master, have you had a wonderful guest speaker a few months ago in October? I, I did. Yeah. I did. Yes. Yes. Uh, and his name was Jason Lewis. He was. Well, well, you can tell that Scott's really dialed it in this year as Worshipful Master. <laughs> Three of the hosts of the Sonic Lake podcast have been his speakers. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh, thank, I was like, thanks, uh, Scott. You didn't ask me. Well, I wanted, I wanted real Masons. Um, <laughs> oh. Oh. <laughs> I learned, and I actually just had this conversation at my Blue Lodge the other day uh, to try to encourage. Is that your lodge or our lodge? No, it's my lodge right now. Oh. So, okay. (laughs) Scarrett Lodge in Cochranville, Pennsylvania. (laughs) Uh, If I I misworded that, I'm sorry. Our lodge, their lodge, somebody's lodge. The Uh, lodge. The lodge. Uh, I noticed Masons that are just in Blue Lodge. Uh, they don't. They don't understand the resources. Uh, once I started joining some of these appended bodies, Grotto especially, I've learned that the people are willing to come out and help with speeches, come out and, and do presentations. These are the active members. These are the people that are doing the research, uh, learning the esoteric and of Freemasonry and, and all that stuff. So you're right. And, and 
Sorry. Thank you, That's everybody, right. for, for all that. And uh, since I was not duly relieved last year, in 2019, I will be the worship master also again in Valley, or uh, at Scarlet Lodge. So uh, again. again. Wow. It's only my third. So you've done two years. I'll do two in a row. I've already done two years. Maybe so this I've, time you can invite Jeff to speak. I, maybe. You haven't spoken at he that lodge yet, have you? I don't know what to talk about. I can talk about Santa Stumble. <laughs> I can talk about Dobermans. You can talk about um, Grotto. I guess. Like, none of those guys will want to drive from Cochranville. Those, the horses can't make it to E-Town. <laughs> well, we, will, we will probably have a conversation, Pete, uh, because last year I did a lot of the, the historic uh, and also the esoteric version. I had Jack Harley there doing his uh, St. John's lecture, which is an awesome lecture. Um, so this year I want to do a lot of the appended bodies. I know I have uh, Harry Hackman coming on to talk about Scottish Rite. I have... Um, Kevin, wherever he got to, he's coming down to talk about some of the appended body stuff. So you may be on that list for your tall cedars or because you're what, most tall pine tree or something like that? I'll be a grand tall cedar as of Tuesday. Or that too. <laughs> grand tall hem hemlock. Yeah. Cedar, <laughs> hemlock. Last Tuesday. It, or is it fir? Yeah. I don't know, but I know. All I know Do you guys is I, have convocations, or what I'm you, trading in my white pyramid for a red pyramid. Ooh. So it's very exciting. So awesome. Scott, just so I'm clear, you're going to be doing three years in a row. No, no. I went. I was 2015. I was worship master. Oh, okay. okay. I went through. I went right from worship master to junior warden, senior warden, back to master, and now I'm master again. Okay. All right. But still, three years. That's and our, our district deputy was just standing behind yes. us. So he's um, right over there. So in the end of 2019, if there's not a worship master, I will be handing him the warning constitution. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll close the door. Does he, does he know that? He's he's a past master of our president of our lodge. Oh, okay. So, yeah. Okay. He's actually my first line signer. Okay. So I'm not allowed to do anything wrong. Um, <laughs> Can a district deputy be a master at the same time? Maybe? No. Oh, wow. No. I, I checked no. into that. He, no. <laughs> he could write his own dispensation. I checked into that. <laughs> yeah, I, I think Philadelphia would kibosh that. Yeah. We could bring uh, Moyer out of retirement. You could go down and... No. 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 <laughs> Once again, we were looking for a mason. <laughs> <laughs> Is it true that you have to have a dip in your mouth to be able to be up in the front of that of Scarret Lodge? Did you notice that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Darn it. <laughs> <laughs> a bottle of Jack and a tin of Skull. They're the uh, required requirements. Uh. Oh, Shagat. So thanks so much again for wiring our, our building. It's still working. Absolutely. Looks nothing, good. Nothing burnt down. We're good. No, I think we're, we're good. pretty good. We're past the warranty point. So. Right. so <laughs> are you selling extended warranties now? Or what's the deal here? <laughs> for three easy payments of nine ninety five. <laughs> You're on call 24-7, right? Oh, uh, seems like it. <laughs> yeah, my uh, my usual vocation does not understand a 24-inch gauge. So um, I was up for... Will you use metric? I think so. I think <laughs> metric. So. <laughs> I was up for 26 hours just yesterday. Oh, my. Uh, I woke up at 6 o'clock Friday evening. There, there's not 26 Whoa. hours in the day. No, it's 26 hours straight I was up. Oh, okay. Uh, I think longer now, actually, if you do the math. I, went, I woke up at 6 o'clock Friday night. Went to work, finished up at 5 in the morning, stopped at the diner, got breakfast, ran home, grabbed a shower, got in a tux, drove to Lancaster, went to Grand Lodge, 
went home to the convocation. To, to the quarterly communications. Oh, it was a communication. It was. Convocations are done here at the Valley Ready. Well, I'll tell this bird over communications here. Communications are done at the Grand Lodge. See, they do convocations here. They do. Communication, convocation, assembly, and rendezvous. I rest my case. A Congress I, I might, of... I might have my... A murder of Convocation crows. and assembly. But see, this is Scottish right, and, and Grand Lodge is Blue Lodge. It doesn't make any difference. Why can't we put pizzazz in a quarterly communication? You know, when you said pizzazz, the spit just came right out of my mouth. Because <laughs> his partial so slipped. That's All why right. this belongs well, to me. I got yep. home. Larry's yellow. I got home. Uh, sat at the edge of my bed, getting ready to change into my suit to come up here. Said, I cannot lay down because I'll never make it to Scottish Rite. So I slept right through it. Came up to Scottish Rite, was here from 5 till 8 p.m., and then went home and, well, actually stopped. At a diner again? No, stopped at the Third and Spruce and <laughs> had a nice cheeseburger and some normal things to keep my Masonic weight up. And uh, then went home, went to bed, crashed like a value jet. <laughs> nice. So. People don't realize it, it, it takes a lot of calories to maintain our bodies. It does. It takes, it takes a lot of fuel to run this motor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh. No, uh, and that's, I, I think that's why I have the titles I have is because I'm an idiot and keep going and I don't know the secret Masonic word of no. But. Well, we appreciate all you do here and for participating and tricking us into coming up to the Valley of Reading once again. At the historic Smithton Inn of Ephrata, Pennsylvania, we're pleased to serve the latest creations from Weathered Vineyard Winery, along with spirits from Thistle Finch Distillery in Lancaster. All to be experienced in the tasting room of a beautifully restored 18th century bed and breakfast. Cigars by DNS Cigar are available for your enjoyment in the courtyard. The historic Smithton Inn is convenient to Lancaster County's most interesting attractions. Just minutes from the Ephrata Cloister and the Green Dragon Farmer's Market. And a short drive can get you to charming Lidditz, thriving downtown Lancaster, as well as Hershey, Bird in Hand, and Intercourse. Or Valley Forge. Gettysburg. Whether you're looking for a romantic getaway or an active vacation full of sightseeing and attractions, the historic Smithton Inn will be a welcoming oasis from everyday life, one that you'll want to visit again and again. Stop in and visit at 900 West Main Street in Ephrata, Pennsylvania, or check out our website at historicsmithtoninn.com, or simply call us at 717-733-6094. Just ask for Passmaster Dave. And we're back. Our next guest is the Commander-in-Chief of the Valley of Reading, illustrious Kevin Barnhart, 33rd degree. Welcome, Kevin. Good evening, everyone. Good evening, Brother Jeff. How's, uh, how is your year going? Uh, so far, very hectic, but very fruitful. Uh, Fruitville. Fruitful. Oh, okay. Fruitful, not Fruitville, Pike. Fruitville. <laughs> fruitful. Uh, it's been very, uh, very, it, it, time really flies. Uh, being a commander-in-chief of the Valley of Reading and, and something that culminates in the holiday happenings is really a, a splendid opportunity for us to open the, uh, the valley to the public and to let them know what we're all about. Well, I will say, you know, three of the four of us here were involved in the eighth degree. Yes. And I, and I just, I thought the whole day was well done. The whole, the whole, the whole day. Um, you know, coming from a, a, a new transfer to the Reading Valley. Thank I just you. thought you guys did a really, really good job. We pride ourselves on our degree work here at the Valley. 
Uh, we're small but mighty. We have a lot of guys who are very, uh, they, they take on many parts, but we have some very phenomenal uh, gentlemen that do the work. And so many supporting cast members, whether in non-speaking parts or in the uh, costuming or in the stage crew, marshals, it, it really all comes together. And we really have a great time. It's all about the fraternity and, and the brotherly love. And uh, we really enjoy each other's company. I think we have more fun uh, at the rehearsals and getting ready for the reunion. Uh, obviously, the reunion is a lot of fun. But getting there is really like a, uh, it's a testament that the guys really want to come out and, and be with each other uh, and, and improve each other's uh, ability to put on fine degree work. We have, uh, depending on what degrees we put on, uh, we sometimes have eight to ten different valleys coming to see the certain degrees that we put on. Because over a period of time, we put on all, obviously all the degrees, but it takes a few years to get them all in. And uh, it, it's really a great opportunity to meet folks from other states and, and to learn more about Freemasonry in other jurisdictions. Well, I mean, I will say um, I've been, you know, all over the United States doing Masonic stuff. And some bodies and groups can be kind of cliquish. And I just noticed when I was here for the degree work, if you walk from the makeup room to the stage crew to the princes, to the Rose Croix, everybody's nice. Everybody's welcoming. Nobody's like looking at you sideways because you're not in their little club. Exactly right. That's what we pride ourselves here at the Valley of Reading. Uh, even even when we opened the consistory line, I asked that the other presiding officers sit on stage with us because it's really about recognizing our honored guest and our, our uh, recognition of uh, like we have 400,000 point honorees, our MSA, we we recognize Walt Fizz, who could not make it to the council deliberation this past year. We recognized him on stage and just just makes it a wholesome opportunity for people to just feel warm and, and good about coming to the Valley of Reading. Cool. I came. Thank you. So did really you. Really appreciate it. Well, well so Larry, Larry's a new transfer as well. Mm-hmm. Thank and, you, Brother and he, Larry. And he's a, we're both big fans of the Valley Reading because of Mr. Moyer. He sucked us in. <laughs> well, Scott Helm had a little bit to do with that, too. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure it wasn't a hard sell. Well, it's, a, it's a very friendly valley, yes. and I like it. Thank you. Occasionally, they use Navy language, and that makes me feel really at home. <laughs> Is that so, convocation? It's Is a that? form of Aramaic, just what you're wondering. So what's oh, on, on plan for you for next year when you're, when you're done? Well, uh, hopefully, I, I really uh, I got involved in the Valley 25 years ago, and I really liked it to uh, knuckle down into some more degree work. I uh, want to get into more uh, of the dialogue in the degrees. I just really enjoy being on stage. I don't really have hobbies. I work very hard. I have a, a very uh, good family life. But one of the things I like to do is really come to the Valley and really knuckle down and really uh, go through the degrees and be on stage. It's almost like my little uh, my little hobby. I don't fish. I don't hunt. Uh, so that's really what I like to do. He doesn't hunt? No offense, but Which, how about I don't hunting? like to be out in the cold. How about hunting for some <laughs> deer bologna? <laughs> I like warm auditoriums as opposed to being out in the cold woods. Uh, but it, it, it's just something that grew on me, and I really like uh, the public aspect of it and just being out there and really hoping that uh, when we talk to the candidates afterwards that they really got something uh, meaningful out of the degrees, and we certainly encourage them to come back. It's a lot to take in in one reunion, but really want to encourage them to come back and become uh, uh, very active in the Valley, as, as in many other valleys. Uh, our, our really dedicated fellows are getting older, 
long in the tooth, you might say, and we really need some replenishment of those fellas to come in and really want to do the work. Uh, we still continue to put on 8 to 10 degrees at our reunions, which is uh, a testament to what we do, and we really want to continue to do that. So when I'm no longer responsible for a lot of things that go on here at the Valley, I'd love to just get back into the swing of things and, and be involved in more degrees. See, notice, Larry, he didn't call it a play. It's a degree. <laughs> I called it a degree. You were calling it a play. No, you were calling it a play. <laughs> so what's whatever. Uh, so we had to give a 30-second uh, a elevator pitch to any Master Masons in, uh, you know, less than an hour away from Reading. Uh, why should they? Why should they join the Valley of Reading? Correct that. Any Master Mason who wants to have a good Scottish Rite experience should come to the Valley of Reading. Exactly right. Oh, thanks for the ten seconds. Larry, it's not Larry. your commercial. I, but I, I thought that he was asking Kevin, not you. You can edit that out, Jason, if you want to. <laughs> I think the Valley of Reading Scottish Rite really rounds out your Masonic journey really gives you more insight into uh, what we really do here at the Valley and makes you a better person. And uh, really, uh, obviously, in, in Blue Lodge degrees, there's a lot of uh, requirements, a lot of uh, decorum that you uh, have to follow there. Again, throughout the degrees, there is decorum that's, that's portrayed on the stage. But by the same token, during rehearsals, you really get to, to build that bond of fraternal fellowship and love uh, during the rehearsals, and we really, really take that to the degree here in the Valley of Reading. So uh, everyone's welcome. We uh, we take everyone in who wants to be here and wants to be involved. We just don't want people to come in and join and say, gee, I'm a member of the Valley of Reading, but, but what? Do you participate? Do you really get involved and get engaged? Whatever it might be. I mean, we don't need you to be uh, the guy standing on stage doing 300 lines. Uh, we want you to be in the wig department, costuming, uh, on the stage crew, marshal, whatever the case, trust uh, stewards. Uh, so we need everyone and anyone to really continue to foster the next 100 years here at the Valley of Reading. We celebrate 100 years uh, this past year as the consistory, so we want to put another 100 years together. And in the same fashion, we celebrate the first 100 years. Well, thank you, Commander. Thank you so much, and appreciate Merry the Christmas to everyone. Thank you. We appreciate the hospitality, and uh, we'll be back many, many times. Thank you so much. Thank God you. bless you Not all. Not if Larry <laughs> keeps acting up the way he does. <laughs> so we're here at uh, Holiday Happenings. We're getting ready to wrap up here, but we wanted to recognize um, our special producers, we call them, uh, from Patreon.com slash Masonic Light Podcast. And I said it wrong the last time. It's Masonic Light so I'd like to definitely thank uh, Brother Dan Madrigal and Brother Jason Brewster for their support. And anybody else, if you uh, like to become one of our supporters, we will mention you and we will kiss your butt on the show religiously. Larry. Pucker up, Moyer. Do you have anything uh, coming up Masonically? Um, <clears throat> Masonically, uh, yeah. The uh, installation of the Monarch of Grotto next week. Uh, and the biggie, the really biggie. Tall Cedars is installing the new, what the hell do they call them? I'm the new Grand Tall. Yeah, 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 yeah the yeah, new yeah. Grand Tall Cedar, which will be you on Tuesday, this coming Tuesday, and my wife and I will be there for that. And I oh, appointed you and Jay, air quotes, laser as um, as my aides That's for right, the you're year. your aides, exactly, yeah. So it's going to be a great week, and uh, also, too, uh, I have some clips of uh, interviews that 
I did at the convocation yesterday, which I will forward to Jason. I have three. Jack Harley has a couple, so we'll get those to you. Uh, we did. I did talk to Tim Dedman, who basically is coming on as our new marketing director, without pay, by the way. Yeah. Uh, that's all I have, Jeff. Oh, let's see. Um, tomorrow night I'm at Abraham C. Trickler Lodge in Elizabethtown for rehearsal. Tuesday and Wednesday. Let's see. Tuesday is after the lodge's stated meeting, so they'll install Todd Hoke. Wednesday's Lodge 43 stated meeting. Uh, we'll install Todd Benegas. What's with all the Todds? I don't know. Goose and get up, gridiron breakfast uh, Thursday. Tall Cedars breakfast on the 15th. Yeah, I forgot and that. And have a Royal Arch meeting coming up. Uh, I don't know when that is. I'm just looking at next week. Jason? Well, this week, which will have already happened when you hear this, I'll be installed at Lodge 43 as the junior warden. Uh, maybe. Maybe, if the vote goes through. And uh, Have you learned your obligation? Yeah, I got it now. And uh, Pete, if uh, timing works out, I have a, a doctor appointment in the evening of your installation, but uh, I'm hoping to run down to at least catch that. And, and uh, I have a good authority that your wife will be... Um, yes, I guess. A, I, a, a, not installing, but presenting on what you call it. Usually a lady puts your pyramid on. Your, your pyramid, your collar, and all that. Yeah, so my, so my wife, who's good friends with brother uh, Ken Hudson, will be helping him get installed as a uh, junior grand tall seater. Uh, there is holiday entertainment for both the Valley of Harrisburg and the Valley of Reading. On the 16th, we have the Air, Air National Guard Band of the Northeast in uh, the Valley of Harrisburg, and then we also have the McCaskey Drama Club uh, coming on, I believe, Tuesday the 18th of the Valley of Lancaster. So a couple different programs we do on the holiday. And uh, state of meeting for the Valley of Harrisburg, and then I think that we finally slow down uh, getting ready for the holiday. And if memory serves me correct, uh, this is our farewell show until the next year, because we typically do take the, the, uh, the holiday Bye, off everybody. as well. Bye, everybody. <laughs> so uh, we won't talk to you until uh, well, you hear the show, and then, uh, then we'll be back in January. So that's all I got. Um, we already said it. I've got, uh, I'll be getting installed as Grand Tall Cedar. I'll be helping install, um, well, it won't be me, but I'll be there in spirit for uh, the grotto installation. And oh, yeah, I'll be, I'll be at that. Yeah, that's it. Oh, and Lamberton is having a uh, holiday uh, party for uh, the kids, and they always get some presents. That's December 15th, so I'll probably be at that with, uh, with, with one of my kids. Four, with four people. Oh, just one of my kids. Little one. No, I've been four people cumulative. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Larry, take us out of here. All right, hang on. Give me just a second. Uh. All right. Usually I close the show with some uh, frivolity, but tonight I'm going to mention, and I, I know this is getting through to some people because uh, attending the uh, quarterly meeting yesterday on the way into the hotel, I, I observed and heard five gentlemen talking about the Kipling dinner. Now, I don't know who these gentlemen were, but they were wearing tails and white shirts, so I assume they were definitely Masons. So what I want to mention is that Masonic Light Podcast Gala, honoring Rudyard Kipling, a dinner at the Media Heights Country Club on Saturday evening, April 27th, 2019. It's going to be a spectacular night with great entertainment and lots of fun. So keep your calendars open, plan on being there, 
and we're actually going to start in January to start selling tickets for this great event. Again, that's April 27, 2019, the evening. It's a Saturday. It's going to be a great night out. Put it on your calendar, folks. This is Larry Maris. Jeff Moyer. Jason Lewis. And Pete Ruggieri. Good night, and thanks for listening. You've been listening to the Masonic Light Podcast with brothers Pete Ruggieri, Larry Maris, Jason Lewis, Jack Harley, and me, your dulcet-toned announcer, Brian Hill. Listen to all our episodes on our website, www.masoniclight.com, or via your favorite podcasting service. 